Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com you are listening to jock journal radio and now it is time for the sports drive your host josh lopez will be taking calls for the next two hours and his co-host sean mann will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com so get on the line and become a jock star Take yourself too seriously. Don't take life for granted because you don't know when it can be taken away from you. 
Um, so our condolences go. You, your, our condolences go out to the families that are lost in uh, Paris, France, and hopefully this doesn't yeah. happen again. Yeah. Um, with that said, let's have some fun. Like I said, life is too short, and I'm I'm, I'm not saying this as a 21 year old. And I, I I have a blast doing the show. I think a lot of sports talk radio shows take themselves too seriously or try to fit a certain narrative on their particular shows. This show is full range. It could be anything you want. It could be comedy. It could be hard-hitting discussion. It could be even rants, if you will. I mean, I'm not afraid to think something out of the box. Like, for example, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is an elite NFL quarterback. Hey, if you're <laughs> more island, you can call in at 602-753-1743 and tell your truly Josh Wilson that I might ever love you mine. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the elite NFL quarterback. For example, the Skippy Bayless Fast Shower. We rip Skip Bayless and we have fun doing it. And by the way, we got a new theme song for the Skippy Bayless Fast Shower, which you guys are going to love. <laughs> so, by the way, um, by the way, it's going to be a lot of fun today. We're going to talk about uh, the Bears destroying the Rams, uh, of course, the Giants, Patriots game, the big Sunday night football game from last night, the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. And, of course, a preview ending out today's show, the boring Houston, Texas, Cincinnati Bengals Monday Night Football game. With that, all this particular is out of the way. Let's get the bad boy started first. I want to introduce our co-host, Sean Man, the historian man. What's going on, buddy? That is me, the historian man. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. It is Monday, November 16th, 2015. It is 11.35 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 8.35 a.m. on the West. The weather right now, pretty warm. It's about, oh, 39 degrees and sunshiny, just kind of warming up. It was supposed to be windy. Doing well in general, and like Josh says, I offer my thoughts and prayers, my sympathies to the city of France, the whole the uh, city of Paris and the country of France after the devastating and tragic terrorist attacks that happened on Friday night. We all know that as a sports world that we all come together and we try to heal uh, even our country, even especially what happened 14 years ago with 9-11. So we wanted to make sure that it was really, really cool throughout the weekend that we could, that you could see all the sports. If it was college football, NFL, NBA, NHL could pay tribute to the wonderful country of France, which has been our ally for a long time. With that being said, Josh, I'm doing well. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, before I tell everybody how my weekend was, let's bring in our great friend uh, Frank Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee, Bumble Hell, Little oh, Bear, oh, Indiana. Oh, <laughs> it's Bumblebee, Indiana, man. Let me ask you this. Is it about time you think of something new? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear the trademark. I gotta use it. Okay, but did you drink win Frank Sprinkle? There you go. Yeah, that's that's more like. Listen, of course, of course, like the two of you, I want to extend my uh, deepest sympathies to those uh, those family members that lost loved ones um, in the attack on Paris, France, Friday uh, tragedy. But I got to tell you, it definitely puts things into perspective here. And not to mention, to this show on Sports Talk Radio, isn't it great that we can do this show so we can be a distraction from all that's going on in the world around us of negativity. I think, yeah, I think I, Frank. I, I, honestly feel, I honestly feel that there's too much negativity. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people take themselves too seriously. Uh, after 9 11, everybody always has to question everything that happens. Uh, everybody has their head up their ass. It, it's like nobody wants to have fun anything. 
and, and like when people, uh, like let's say somebody's happy, right? Somebody will come yeah. and say, oh, you're just being delusional. You're not being uh, privy to what's going on in the real world. Yes, obviously life is, this is always rainbows and rose petals. But I understand what happened in Paris. I understand what happened in Paris is the real world. I understand it. It is tragic. And like I said, my condolences to the family members of those that lost loved ones in this horrific attack on Friday night. But that's the beauty, guys. Think about it. Put it into perspective here. That's the beauty of us doing this show. We can inform. We can educate. We can entertain. We can make complete idiots of ourselves and other people can get their minds off what is going on in this godforsaken world. I have to say though too, that I have to say though that you know we we do these sports shows to try to you know provide entertainment, bring laughter to the public that listens to us. We want to yeah, make it fun. Your, your bowling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but any, anyway, I think it's just good that we can try to learn to do that and realize you know to tell people get away from everything that's going on and come out and listen to us so we can try to provide you with some entertainment. So. You don't have to worry I'm about blessed. what's going on with I'm the news. Blessed. You know, and uh, be blessed for all you have in life. And let's just hope that we will not get attacked. We'll leave it like that because this is a sports show. This is not a political show. Oh, and I'm blessed to do this show under these circumstances because of what happened Friday. I am blessed to. I am blessed that we can be uh, at least some sort of a small distraction mm-hmm. over the next two hours. With that being said, we've got a lot of stuff to get to, like uh, Josh Lopez. Uh, said we got a lot of stuff to get to with the NFL games. All right, so let's get to the games that we have on week number 10 of the NFL, 39 minutes after the hour. Uh, Frank, Josh and I talked about this game on Friday, but you had something to say about the Buffalo Bills New York Jet uniforms. Go right ahead. We thought I thought they looked like Christmas uniforms. Go ahead. I have a question. We're, you know what would have been pretty cool? It would have been pretty cool if there were 10 inches of snow on the field for the Because you know what? Think about it. Red jerseys, green jerseys, looks like Christmas. Where was the snow? Yeah, I... Where's the snow? Dude, they should be dashing on the field. I don't know if there was snow, but I can say this too, Frank. That the reindeers? Frank, I don't know if there was snow, but I can say this. For Rex Ryan to go into the Meadowlands, where he started it, all with the New York Jets, I can say that this was a huge win beat his former team. For the Jets, you know, Josh and I talked about it real quickly. We're not going to get into this game too much because we've already covered it. Uh, the Jets need to learn to, to make better play calling as they get ready to go to Houston. And Buffalo's got a test going up against New England a week from today. What do you think about – what would you say from Thursday, Frank? How would you view Thursday night's win for the Bills against a uh, Jets team that made a lot of mistakes? Well, understand this. Nobody in that division is going to catch the New England Patriots. Let's uh, let's not even make that a topic here. But this game was crucial as far as these two teams' wild card standing. And we don't know what it's going to be like in terms of the Buffalo Bills if they get in the playoffs. Look, they're not. I can't say they're a Super Bowl contender. They're clearly not. But this is definitely the highlight of Rex Ryan's season and one of the highlights of his coaching career. If you can't, didn't believe that, then you should have seen his reaction on Thursday right after Guys, didn't didn't Rex Ryan – I mean, I've never seen Rex Ryan look that jubilant after a win. Have you guys ever seen Rex Ryan that jubilant? Come on. Uh, I've never seen – 
he has been jubilant before. He's had jubilation when so uh, the Jets. I'm just going to laugh to him. He had jubilation with the Jets when the uh, Jets would be winning big games. And, of course, with him having jubilation, it was because he beat his former team. There was a little bit of booze, and he did get applause. And, of course, there was a lot of emotion on Rex Ryan's face on Thursday night, knowing that it was hard for him to leave the Jets because he always wanted to be a Jet coach. He always realized that Buddy Ryan was a part of the Super Bowl three that the Jets made for the upset against the Baltimore yeah, the Baltimore Colts. And Buddy Ryan, of course, was a part of the 85 Bears. Yeah, linebackers coach with the Jets in the 1968 season. 1985, of course, is last year's defensive coordinator um, of the Bears that won the Super Bowl. So, Buddy Ryan has two Super Bowl reigns um, with the 68 Jets and with the 85 Bears. And, look, for Rex Ryan, this meant everything. Even if the even if the Bills don't make the playoffs. I understand this. The Bills are a work in progress. The New England Patriots, dominant as they are now, I mean, how many years can they really keep this up? It's a team that that's getting old. Let's face it. With Tom Brady up there in age, yeah, that's the hallmark of, the te- of their team. He's getting old. But if Rex Ryan, if the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs here, for Rex Ryan, this has to truly be the hallmark of the season. Going in to the Meadowlands, Medlife Stadium, and defeating the team that he coached for many years, listen, this was special. But above all else, too, I mentioned the wild card standings. This was crucial because here we are now at the halfway point of the season, and this guy is, once again in November, everything's magnified. Everything is magnified in terms of the standings, in terms of scenarios. Unless, of course, you're the New England Patriots or the Carolina Panthers, then uh, nothing's magnified there. But for the Buffalo Bills, guys, this is crucial, this stretch, because we only have a month and a half of the season. Actually, what, a month and a half of the season left? Pretty much. Yeah, the NFL season's going by quick. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. this past week. Speaking, you guys enjoyed this past week. Yeah, speaking of going quick, there's, there's a lot of time that already went off the show, so we got to move on here. Um, if you guys want to call in and talk about the NFL, uh, if there's any participants you want, because you can call in at 602-753-1743. That's 602-753-1743. You're listening to the Sports Drive right here on Jock's Journal Radio with myself, Josh Lopez, uh, Sean Mann, and the big with Frank Sprinkle. All right, Sean, uh, um, we're not going to okay. go in about, uh, about games that are not that big of a deal, but we will try to hit every game as we possibly can. But we got to make this quick, bud. So what's the yeah. first game we're talking about today? All right, the first game we're going to get to and we're going to talk about, the Detroit Lions. The last time they beat the Green Bay Packers was December fifteenth, 1991. That was before Brett Favre came. So the Lions go into Green Bay and defeat the Green Bay Packers by a score of 18-16. to 16. Josh, I want to start with you mm-hmm. first. What was your thoughts about this game? And then we'll go to Frank. Once again, this is a microcosm of why Aaron Rodgers is not an elite NFL quarterback. And I'm so sick and tired of the effing excuses this guys get every single week in the passes from the media. Oh, he says he's angry. Oh, watch out for the next team. He's angry. He's angry Aaron that he Rogers lost to the Broncos. He's angry that he lost to the Panthers on a drive that he should have made if he's the GOAT. And he lost and he lost to a team that got blown out in London, England two weeks ago. <laughs> How do you Josh. have three points against the Detroit Lions? Josh, this guy is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. 
Oh, goodness. Unbelievable. The Packers deserve to lose that game, and I'm glad that they no longer are the leaders of the NFC North. I'm kind of biased, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> we move. No. We move to you, Frank. The floor is yours. Your thoughts about Detroit, Green Bay? Okay, you know what? You know what I thought about seriously. I, you know, the last time it was 1991. The last time the Lions came into Lambeau Field and defeated the Packers, right? You know what my thoughts were? The guy that we just heard from wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Josh Lopez wasn't even born the last time the Lions went into uh, Green Bay and defeated the Packers. And I can tell you. Uh, uh, Sean, I know you were four years old. I was a 10-year-old fourth grader in December of 1991, uh, probably raised, well, I, watching NFL games that day, probably raising hell the week, the week before, and probably planning that night how I was going to raise some hell the week of uh, in school. But let me just say mm-hmm. this. Uh, all right, let me ask you guys a trivia. Let me ask you guys a trivia question. Can you name the starting quarterbacks for the Lions? And for the Packers in that December 15, 1991 game in which the Lions won 21-17 over the Packers, a close game like we saw yesterday. Can you two name the starting quarterbacks for both? Uh, with, I, I can't. Okay, with they're Green, both Bears. Green, I'll, I'll answer. With Green former Bay, Bears. I can't. Bears. But with, with, with Green Bay, I can't. With Detroit, I thought it was, wasn't it Scott Mitchell? Nope. No, no, Mr. Scott Mitchell never played for the Bears. I said former Bears. I give up then. I don't know who. All right, I can tell you, Eric Kramer had a good run with the Detroit Lions. He was a starting quarterback then. And by the way, Barry Sanders rushed for 85 yards on 27. This one may be difficult. Of course, 1991, this was the year before Brett Favre arrived in Green Bay. The starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers also has a Super Bowl ring. Mike Tomzak. Yes. I've heard of Mike, Mike Tomzak, Tomzak, yes. Mike Tomzak, who was a backup in 85. He was a third. He was third on the depth chart behind... Steve Fuller and Jim McMahon, he was a starting quarterback on that December afternoon in Green Bay. He went 18-40, 207 yards, had a great day, well, touchdown interception. But the two starting quarterbacks in that game for both teams were both former Chicago Bears. Tom Zeck, a former Bear at that point. Uh, Kramer would be a Bear um, in the years to come. And it's hard to believe the number one song in America was black and was black and white by Michael Jackson. Uh, that and that Sunday in 1991. But listen, the Packers, they got problems. Let's face it, guys. They've lost three in a row. They've lost to, obviously, mm-hmm. two tough teams in the NFL. But what Josh is saying, he can't be more right. If you lose to the Detroit Lions, you lose at home a team that has pretty much had spring cleaning, uh, firing assistant coaches, firing their general manager, firing their vice president of football operations. If you're the Green Bay Packers, You really have to evaluate yourself after this loss. And the Packers, they had their opportunity. I mean, they they recovered an onside kick for goodness sake. The Green Bay Packers shot themselves square in both of their two feet. They're the ones that should be taken, that that should be evaluated here. Guys, I think the big storyline in the NFL as we leave week 10. And, it, and I know we got a game tonight. We got an undefeated team. Listen, the Bengals can lose tonight. They can take their first loss. And the big storyline in the NFL, well, that and Peyton Manning, is the fact that the Green Bay Packers have lost three in a row because there were people that fought Super Bowl after, uh, after losing that disappointing NFC Championship game in Seattle. But, guys, do you know when the, when the flag was raised for me? The, red, the white flag was raised when Phillip Rivers 
came into Lambeau Field and threw for over 500 yards a month ago. Grant, the Packers won that game, but listen, they could have lost that game. They lost to the Lions yesterday. This Green Bay Packer team, as healthy as they are, and listen, they're prominently healthy. I don't want to hear this about Jordy Nelson being out. They can be beat. The Green Bay Packers got to reevaluate themselves right now because they're the organization in turmoil. Sean's game. I just ready to move to the. uh, Hold up. We didn't get to hear your thoughts on the game. Well, yeah, well, I, I just, to mention it and, and make this quick, Green Bay, yes, they are in trouble, and they need to play a lot better football. And if I'm like Mike now, McCarthy, well, I'm looking for answers and explanations on why they lost. For the Lions, I even – oh, oh, hold it. For Frank, hold it. For Detroit, they were a team that realized, hey, we're not going to make it to the playoffs. We're going to play spoiler against the many teams that are tough to beat, the teams that are trying to get into the playoffs and are going to be the uh, the threats and stuff too. Green Bay, I believe, makes it as a playoff team, but right now, the way it sits, the Packers, in my view, in my opinion, are a team that possibly could make it as a wild card because right now the Minnesota Vikings are a That's unstoppable bad. team, and we will get to them the next game that we get to. Want to move on to this next one. The Chicago Bears, we stay in the NFC. They went into St. Louis yesterday and absolutely demolished the game. Uh, demolished the Rams. Took the game very easily. My thoughts on this game, the Bears just destroyed the Rams, and the Bears are a team that's trying to come on the rise. And what I'm saying on come on the rise, they're a team that wants that opportunity to win that NFC wild card. Can they catch the Vikings? Maybe. Minnesota's got to go on a big losing streak, but Minnesota's tough right now. Can they catch the Packers? I think the Bears can catch the Green Bay Packers the way it looks right now. Josh, we move to you, and then we get to – actually, Frank, we move to you first. Your thoughts on the Bears beating the Rams yesterday. Boy, how sweet it was. I mean, especially Jay Cutler. i got to tell you this, Josh, because you and I are the Bears fans. Everyone, Josh, I want to ask you a question. Do you notice what I saw from Jay Cutler yesterday? I saw a smile on the sideline. Uh, think about this. Jay Cutler, this is, a car, this is a guy that had a hard time smiling. As a matter of fact, you take a look at his headshot that is used in NFL broadcasts and for publicity. Dude, it looks like a guy that just been arrested on some sort of a, on a DUI charge. Let's be fact here. But you, uh, Jay Cutler was smiling on the sideline. I said, this, I said this last Tuesday after the game against the Chargers. This is a team that's having fun. And you know why they're having fun? It's because of this whole new regime of John Fox, Ryan Pace is the general manager. They are enjoying each other. And I got to say this, when Jay Cutler, a guy that has been under so much scrutiny the last few years, especially last year, is smiling and throwing for three touchdowns and lights out passing the way we saw, I, I got to tell you, I remember the Bears go to the playoffs, I don't know. I, I think they're, they're, they're certainly playing like a team that should win that division. It's going to be tough. But I'm going to say this, if the Bears can finish 8-8, eight and eight, not even not make the playoffs. That's still celebrating mm-hmm. enough. And by and by the way, uh, Josh, are you, Josh, where's your Zach Miller jersey? Where's your where's your Jeremy Linkford jersey? Are you going to go out and buy one? Before we get to Josh, though, before we get to you, Josh, uh, Frank, are you saying if they finish eight and eight, is that a sign of things to come for the Chicago yes. Bears team going forward? I believe it. Yes, they were five and eleven last year. Many people did not expect really anything from this team. I mean, Jay Cutler based on his performance in years past, uh, the defense. Uh, getting old, I think the Bears do have to address the defense during the offseason with the draft. Uh, but 
not a lot of people, Josh, expected much of anything. Maybe at best six and ten, maybe seven and nine, under five hundred. But if this team can get to eight and eight and no playoffs, if you know what, that's a celebration within itself. Uh, and and Frank, uh, Josh, before we get to you, real quickly, Frank, what's your view of the St. Louis Rams? What do you see from them going forward? All right, guys, let me ask you this question. The St. Louis Rams may not win a lot of games here, and here's why. If you take a look at the St. Louis Rams, the Oakland Raiders lost. We saw the, the Chargers. They lost to the Bears. I think what has settled in is the fact that these teams may be in Los Angeles next year. You've got to be questioning. Is that, being, is that playing a factor in the back of the head of these players with the Rams, with the Chargers, with the Raiders, that they don't know where they're going to be next year? That's true, and remember what you were saying, Frank. That it's possible that we may have seen, we might be seeing a, the la, the last of the Rams in St. Louis. Now, Josh, we finally move to you. Your thoughts on the Bears Rams game yesterday? Yeah, Josh, come on, celebrate. In the words, in the words of Kyle Long, thank you to all the media members that did not pick the Chicago Bears to beat the St. Louis Rams. Uh, You're yesterday. welcome. Uh, we heard all of. Todd, all this talk about Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley did have a touchdown, but he only had 81 yards. Nick Foles is a terrible quarterback. It's just that <laughs> simple. I told you, I told you, Sean, on the Friday show that I would take Jay Cutler over Nick Foles any day of the week, and if I was proven right, you know, this, this was a really disappointing game for the Rams because all this, everybody was talking about the Rams was the fact that oh, they're, they played dirty, they're this and that. Um, you know, coming off that Minnesota game, this is a very important game for the Rams because now with the Seattle Seahawks lost uh, last night, the Rams and the Seahawks have the same record. So uh, this is not a good sign for the Rams. Uh, it's, uh, going against a team where everybody thought they were going to get, uh, they were going to route, it was actually vice versa. They got blown out, and the Bears only gave up 13 points. I thought Ryan Pace had to steal the draft he made to them. One hasn't played one game of football yet this year, and that's his name's Kevin White. And the other guy, Jeremy Langford, man, he, he's he's the man. I I'm not writing the bandwagon. I'm not writing the bandwagon like a lot of Chicago members uh, these days saying, "Oh, we need a cut man for today." I think Jeremy Langford is a long-term option, but I love having them as part of the roster. You know what I love about this Bears team? They care. They try. They compete. I didn't see that one time. What I didn't see one iota of that last season. I never said the Bears were going to make the Super Bowl or win the NFC the North Division Championship this year. But I did stick to a bet what I made with my cousin, who's a Packers fan, that they would have more than five victories. And I'm being proven right. And let's look at this fact, guys. A lot of the Bears games, with the exception of that Cardinals and Seahawks game, were decided by a field goal or a touchdown or less. This team could have been 6-3 right now. But, you know, you deal with the cards that are dealt with you. This team's dealt with a lot of injuries so far this season. And I'm very interested to see where they're going to go. And you're going to know John Fox wants to bring his A game against the Denver Broncos this Sunday at Soldier Field. They need to start winning at home. If the Rams could be taken seriously as a and real playoff they need to start winning a game at home. And in the division, Josh, remember, after the game against the Broncos, I'm not trying to look ahead here. I mean, let's look ahead to the Broncos. Uh, obviously, it's a team of struggles. Mm-hmm. We'll get into them when we can. But you got to understand here, too, 
they got to win games within their division. They got to win the Bron- they got to beat the Broncos. They got to win games at home. But then they got the Packers on a short week and then Thanksgiving night. They got what's shaping up to be a crucial game uh, as far as the Bears yeah. and any playoff hopes. But they've got to win within their division. I can't stress that enough. They're zero and three. They got to turn the table and beat the teams that they need to. I mean, they got to win every week, but they got to beat teams, especially such as the Packers. The Vikings, well, in the Lions too. Even though, listen, they're um, they had their playoff game yeah. yesterday, but they got to win within their division. If you want to be a team that's going to go to the playoffs, that's where it starts. Indeed, it is. As we move to on to other action in the NFL, yesterday in Tampa Bay, Florida, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they prevailed against the Dallas Cowboys by a score of ten to six. I'm going to say one thing about this. I'll go first. Dallas and Tampa Bay. You know, the Cowboys-Buccaneers, this game was an ugly game. The Buccaneers won it on a quarterback sne- uh, quarterback draw play. They were able to prevail big time. And the Buccaneers, ever since that week one when they got destroyed by the Tennessee Titans, gentlemen, they have played better. And for the Dallas Cowboys, it just continues to be disastrous. When Romo went down, that's where I said that's going to affect them long term because the Cowboys know that without Romo, they can't, they're not the team that's going to to be the same team. And uh, the Cowboys are 2-7, and seven, not going to make the playoffs. Jerry Jones has got a lot of work now to prepare for 2016. You might as well just forget about it. Uh, when Romo comes back, who knows how strong they are going to finish. Let's go to you first, Josh, on the Dallas-Tampa Bay game. What do you think of this game from yesterday? <laughs> you should not ask that. I, I, I would like to send my condolences out to uh, Skip Bayless and his uh, hope that the Cowgirls are going to make the playoffs this season. You know, oh, you know what's pretty funny? You know, you know what's pretty funny, guys? Some the, Tampa Bay Buccane- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now are playing better than the New Orleans Saints, who are in the same division they are. I'm happy for Lovey Smith. I don't like the fact they got Chris Conti, but <laughs> that's another story from here and there. Um, let's see. Um <laughs> The Cowboys are the Cowboys. I mean, they're uh, overhyped, overpublicized, overrated football organization that chokes when it matters the most. Des Bryant, oh, everybody makes me feel, oh, Des Bryant's coming back. Hey, the Cowboys yes. were two field goals yesterday. Jameson Winston, a college high-speed quarterback, beat the Cowboys yesterday. And everybody thought Winston was going to be a bust like Johnny Mandel and all the other Heisman quarterbacks. So, good win for the Buccaneers. I'm happy for loving this. I don't think Winston's the long-term plan, in my opinion, but that's my opinion. But I'm glad to see the pick of a victory. And, there, and, Frank, you said it when we were on Sports World Radio back then. Watch out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense is for real. And we saw a case in point in Chicago with Lovey Smith. Look, I'm happy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And believe it or not, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to appreciate Jameis Winston because he is starting to turn a corner as a human being. Uh, at Florida State, I admired him for his ability, but above all else, I disrespected the guy for him as a person because we heard about what happened on campus uh, with the sexual innuendo, the stealing of uh, the crab legs in the grocery store. I'll be honest. I thought, listen, Jameis Winston then was a punk. But I gotta give him due. I think he's starting to mature as a human being, and that should and that definitely's got to help him as far as his NFL career is concerned. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys, my goodness, you talk about a fan base that probably has to be calling in sick from work or school this morning 
because, listen, Jeff Heap, that penalty, that holding penalty at the end, this team was given a gift. The Cowboys should have, could have, would have won the game. They did not. They blew it. And the fact is, listen, listen, guys, I don't know if you guys saw the game, the Fox broadcast, but every time the Cowboys are on whatever network it is, who do we always see in a luxury box? No, it's none other than Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones, it's been 20 years since the Cowboys went to a Super Bowl. I know they won it, but it's not about 20 years ago. We'll always remember it. What are you doing for this organization now? Jerry, you're consu- you have too much power within that organization. You know what these Cowboy fans need to do? And the Cowboy season, it, listen, it's going to end. I mean, it's not over yet, but the Cowboy season, it's the lame duck. The Cowboy fans, you people need to take action here. You know what? They did so in Detroit with Matt Millen. They had the fire Millen marches. Shame on you for not organizing anything to that extent and, and showing your, dis- your displeasure at Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones needs to relinquish some power. Look, I understand he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and that's fine. He has the cash. He's earned it. But you know what? Jerry Jones, it's time he relinquishes some of the responsibility and brains in football people. And that, and until then, the Cowboys aren't going anywhere. Pretty much they are not going to go anywhere, especially after the disastrous 2-7 and seven season they are at right now. They would need to win the, like, the last seven to maybe have a shot at the wild card, but that's highly they're unlikely. Done. They're and will not, they're, yeah, they're done. And speaking, Josh, oh, yeah. you were mentioning about the Buccaneers in that division with the New Orleans Saints. We moved to this game, the Saints and the Redskins. I tell you, the Redskins showed why they are a team that wants to win the NFC East. The last time the Redskins won the NFC East was, of course, 2012. That team won seven straight games to capture the NFC East division. Frank, before I give my thoughts, let's go to you. The Redskins and the Saints, what do you make of this game? This was my my, uh, lock-in of the week because – the New Orleans Saints, this is a tale of two teams. This is the New Orleans Saints that play very well in the Superdome, but they go on the road, especially outside. They have trouble winning games. And it showed yesterday. And if you take a look at the Saints, they're one and four on the road. They were going up against a, Saint, a Redskins team that has been for that division as weak as it is. Four and five for Washington is okay. There's nothing spectacular about being under 500. But for them, it's okay. They have played very well at home. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think, in the end, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But for the New Orleans Saints, I think we're starting to see everything wear on in terms of Sean Payton not being with this team next year. I mean, that's pretty obvious he's not going to be with the Saints next year. And Rex Ryan, I mean, Rob Ryan, pardon me. Rob Ryan was fired as um, as defensive coordinator this morning. This is a team that can only win half their games. If they're away from the Superdome, they can't find way to win, find way to win games. And by the way, if Saints are on the road and they're outside, go with the with the opposition. I don't care if it's the Jacksonville Jaguars; they probably can beat the Saints outdoors. The way I look at it, though, too, Frank, is this: uh, before I give get to you, Josh, my thoughts. Redskins are a team to watch out for. They are right there in the NFC East division. They needed the Giants to lose yesterday. We will obviously get to that unbelievable game between New England and New York uh, later on in the show. We are going to make it quick, though. But the Redskins are showing again that maybe they're a team that wants to be uh, a threat this year, a team that really wants to 
do better. They're four and five. They look really well. Cousins had a good game for Washington. Their defense stepped up. Yeah, the Saints are in serious trouble. They lose their defensive coordinator, Rob Ryan, today. Uh, like you pointed out, Frank, he was fired. That's breaking news into the sports drive that we uh, talked about for our prep show when we met. And now with the Saints, you know, you're wondering if we've not only seen the end of Sean Payton, but are we wondering, is Drew Brees, are his days done? He's won a Super Bowl. I can give him that. But is his days done with the New Orleans Saints? That's going to be a big question. And New Orleans the Saints have to play a lot better down the stretch to try to have a shot to maybe win the NFC wild card or maybe try to win the division. Josh, let's get to you on the Saints and the Redskins. How could you – what can you take from this game? I want to thank everybody for the points. Um, I had I told Sean on Friday that I was, going, I was going with the Redskins as an upset special. Um, obviously, Washington plays better when they're at home. Um but the issue is playing on the road. And with how some particular teams are um, coming smaller than me to me in the NFC East or the NFC least or whatever this you want to call them, um, I, I, do I think the rest of you are going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, as a Bears fan, I, I am looking forward to when the rest of you do come to Soldier Fails later on yeah, this year. Yeah, that's what they do. It's, kind of it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting. The Bears take on the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Redskins, and Lions to end their season. So it's not really that hard as compared to other teams like the Vikings, who have a very, very second, uh, very hard second half of the schedule. We'll talk about that later on. But strong, uh, my thoughts on the game, uh, Kirk Cousins had a really good outing. I thought the, the prevailing thing for this game was the fact that the Redskins' defense showed up this time. Uh, Drew Brees always averages at least 30 points per game, but safely at 14. And I think it was long overdue that Rob Ryan was fired. I still don't know why he has a job in the NFL. I, I, think Sean Payton is, I think Sean Payton is done after this season. And the Saints need to re like you said, the Packers need to re reevaluate uh, Frank. I think the Saints need to reevaluate their whole organization. Hey, I'm gonna season. go on a limb here. I'm gonna go on a limb here. If Shaw, if all sides are pointing towards Shaw Payton uh, not being with New Orleans next year, correct? Wherever he's fired, or probably will leave on his own terms, right? It appears that yeah. John Payne's not gonna be there. Okay, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Brees retires because look at the working relationship that Brees and Payton have had um, in New Orleans all these years. And it has produced great results. It has not revised the New Orleans Saints organization. It has made the New Orleans Saints organization winners. And it's been because of many components, but especially Sean Payton as head coach and Drew Brees as quarterback. But these two guys over the last decade almost, have had the best. Have had one. I don't know. Have one one of the best working relationships between head coach and quarterback. Uh, the other certainly uh, Tom, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in New England. And I don't think at Drew Brees' age, the fact that he is getting older, and Sean did or, or Josh, you actually Josh, you're the one that mentioned all of the success about Drew Brees here. I don't think Drew Brees would want to start off with a new head coach, a new system. So I wouldn't be surprised, gentlemen. Drew Brees potentially retires at the end of the season. I heard that Sean Payton leaves and that shortly afterwards Drew Brees steps down and he, he retires. Mm -hmm. That's not going to surprise me. The next game hey, that guys, we get... Hey, 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 Sean, hold up that. Hold up about that. 
Uh, let's take a little break of exit. Let's give uh, the fans a break a little bit. Uh, we'll come back. We'll try to finish up the rest of the games. And um, don't forget, at um, 11.30, or at the top of the hour of this particular show, we'll begin the uh, infamous Skippy Bayless Bash Shower. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of good discussion so far for the NFL games for Week 10. We'll take your phone calls at 602-753-1743 to talk all NFL games. Be right back. This is the Sports Drive right here on Jock Journal. Radio, 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 radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com, that's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back, everybody, to the sports right. 
here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. We're live every Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays to give you the best talk in the world of professional sports. This is the fastest rising professional sports show in the world, and we like to have some fun and share some coffee. Don't forget, we'll be having the Skippy Bales fast forward and uh, really soon, after we're done recapping the games, lots to get to. Of course, we'll talk about the Patriots-Giants game, uh, the Cardinals-Seahawks, um, also what's going on with Peyton Manning right now. And uh, let's try to get over some of the games that didn't need that much. We put some quick thoughts in. Let's not try to go in too depth about it. But if you guys want to call in and talk about your favorite football team, if you have a rant on a particular player or a coach, this is the place where we like to hear some our uh, angry sports fans. So telephone number is 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. This is the Sports Drive. Follow us on Twitter at dot Sports Drive, and uh, also check out Jock Trailer Radio. All right, bud. Sean, what's up next? What are you okay, about? we're going to make this – yeah, okay, 14 minutes after the hour – we go to one of the middle-of-the-afternoon games. The last three times that the New England Patriots and the New York Giants have gone up against each other, history has been bad for me. It's gone against me, especially with the New England Patriots losing in Super Bowl forty-two, losing in November of 2011, which ended the Patriots' 20-game home uh, winning streak, which was to the Giants, and then Super Bowl forty-six. Yesterday was kind of the same scenario, where the Giants felt like they had the Patriots' number. This time things went a little bit different as the New England Patriots squeaked out a 27-26 win in the wild game at MetLife Stadium yesterday. My thoughts, if you, I know everybody's right here, my thoughts. My thoughts on this game was I was so happy to finally beat the Giants, just so happy to see the Patriots do it because it was just, here this was a game, you know what, this was a game of revenge for the New England Patriots. They were wanting this game so bad because they were so frustrated with how they had lost the last three meetings against them and all these games that the Patriots and the Giants have wire. Of course, it's always been on the other end with the Giants, but it was a huge win for New England as they're trying to keep pace with Cincinnati for the top seed in the AFC. Nothing can stop the Patriots, and you know what? Tom Brady will not be denied. He does not quit until the final seconds. He doesn't quit, quit until the clock hits zero. Now, we move to you, Josh. Patriots, Giants, your thoughts. You were you were messaging me on Messenger yesterday. Um, I, I try my best to stay up during this game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just me, but listening to Phil Sims puts me to sleep. I don't have to <laughs> as a commentator, but Phil Sims just brings me to my toes quicker than any commentator in sports. Maybe besides JBL when he's on Raw, but that's the Wait, year and, you, and you um, actually watched the game? Did you? Were you actually up to watch it then? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Sean, you said nobody could stop Brady. Well, um, I, that's going to be uh, – I have to throw a red flag there because his top target besides Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, broke his foot, and it looks like he's going to be out for the season. Now, Brandon LaFell did show up, and Danny Amendola had a good game. But – Amendola is injury-prone. He has had his own share of injuries over the past couple of years. Teams are not going to triple-team Rob Gronkowski, and now it's really time to see what Tom Brady's made of. This is a big loss. I, I, just, I understand they won, but you cannot underestimate the 
impact and value that Julian I'm Edelman so sad has about Edelman being gone. for the last two teams. And, I'm so uh, sad I, about I Edelman. I, I, you know what? I had a real issue with the refereeing during this game. Um, I, I don't know <laughs> what to catch. I don't know what to catch or a touchdown anymore. The stupid rule about having two feet down and taking the next step is bullshit. I, I hate it. I, I, I don't understand what's a touchdown or a catch anymore. The Giants got screwed out of multiple touchdown and interception opportunities because the NFL referees can look straight when a damn ball is caught. Are you done already? Every, new, every, every single New England sports game, there's always some controversy because the NFL referees can't open their damn eyes on what a damn catch is or not. Okay, I've just taken some notes. I don't know what a catch is. The referees suck. You guys there? What's the problem? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'll do it. Oh, dude! I think your rant blew out my uh, blew out my sound. Mhm. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. The New York Giants lost this game for themselves. They could have won it easily. Yeah. All they had to do was run the clock, run the run, run the ball, run the ball, kill the clock. That's the beauty of football. The clock can be your best friend. You can send the clock a Christmas card because you know what? The clock can help you. And that's what. And you know that's. That's where those Seahawks lost it in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Remember, we saw that back in February, where the Seahawks did not run the ball with Marshawn Lynch or somebody. They could run it with Russell Wilson. The fact is, run the football if you're the New York Giants. Don't pass it into the end zone. Put pressure on the Patriots. They still have a timeout. Let them burn it. You may come out with a field goal. Oh well. But listen, the Giants—they're the ones that lost it for themselves. The Patriots didn't didn't win. I mean, the Patriots won the game, but you know what? The Giants had the opportunity. Shame on them. I'm sure they wish they could get it back. Now, here's the question we have to ask ourselves now. Sure, go ahead. Let's see, I think Sean's the thing went out. Actually, Frank, you think talk. I got to screen this call it. All right. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Sean. I mean, Sean probably he hates is probably uh, ripping him himself for missing out on the one topic he wants to discuss, and that is the Patriots winning. And by the way, Sean is a huge Patriots fan. The guy, the guy is, the guy is Boston West pretty much. He's Boston living in Idaho. I guess he's Bostonian's unofficial citizen living in Boise, Idaho. Ouch. All right, we're back. Go ahead, Frank. All right, listen. listen. The Giants, as mentioned, they lost it for themselves. They didn't run. They could have also had an interception on the first play of, you know, let me ask you this. When you saw Tom Brady air it out down the middle, did you think that you thought the pass was picked? I did. He threw it up, and I yeah, thought I it was going to be an inter- It was picked. When it was I intercepted, it was I yeah, well, when it was intercepted, I thought it was an uh, you know a pick, and I thought, oh no! I said there goes, I said another heartbreaking loss to the Giants, oh, and I'm like, oh, we just goodness. can't figure out a way 
to beat them. But what for the Patriots to do, you know, like I said, Brady doesn't quit until the last second, and he is the king of fourth-quarter comebacks. He will not quit because he wants to try to win every game when he steps out on that field. And he's so clutch with it. And I know Eli Manning is, too. And we saw, you know what? It was amazing. I was, like, thinking to myself, with the Patriots winning, I thought, is it a little bit of payback for New England? I would say yes, it is. Because remember the last time, Frank, we've done the shows with, we used, when we used to be with SWR. You made a good point that when the Patriots beat the Giants in week number 17 of the 2007 NFL season, you kind of felt like, suppose the Pats and the Giants play in the Super Bowl. You kind of felt like when the Giants won all those games to win the Super Bowl, you kind of thought it was more in in terms of motivation and stuff, too. Um, But it was a huge win for New England as they're trying to keep pace and continue to lead in the AFC. And it looks like, in my opinion, between New England and Cincinnati, you've got to give the edge to the Patriots. I mean, come on. You're talking about a Patriots team that's the number that is unstoppable. Cincinnati, the only way, you know what, the only way the Bengals will beat the Patriots in the playoffs is if they keep number 12 off the field. And I believe Cincinnati would not want to go into Gillette Stadium and play against the Patriots there because it would be very tough. We've got to continue to keep moving on. Can we have at least a piece of objectivity here? Please, one. His team won, his team won yesterday. Yes, I understand he won, but let's have some objectivity. It's no, only the Patriots won. Sean didn't win, unless he won money Sean, off the game. Sean, Sean, I love you, buddy, but you're not genie. You're not. Uh, you're not uh, a fortune or future teller. Come on, don't insult the fans and tell us. It's yesterday nine and zero, but let's not already starve into the Lombardi Trophy in the history books that the Patriots are automatically Super Bowl fifty winners. Let's see what happens first. Helps, I know, I know. Uh, it's not helpful. <laughs> Julian Edelman, that is a huge loss. That's that's worse than Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis well, is hopefully New England, well, hopefully New England will look at getting themselves another uh, wide receiver. We'll see what happens. We have got to speed this thing up. Sunday night football on NBC, and this was a huge loss for the Seattle Seahawks, a huge win for the Arizona Cardinals. Josh and I were Skyping. We watched the game throughout most of the evening yesterday. You know what? In my opinion, it was a huge loss. I really thought Seattle could beat Arizona because they'd had their way with the Cardinals the last couple of years. But the Cardinals, after blowing the lead, they found a way, everybody, to remain tough and be a team that feels like they can maybe win the NFC West. For Seattle, I think your expectation, your only hope, is that you're not the same Seattle Seahawks from from the last two years. My my thinking is the Seahawks need to hope and pray that they can get a wild card. I think they can still get a wild card. Could be tough, though, but I think the Cardinals after that win proves that they have got the NFC West wrapped up. Let's go to Frank on the Cardinals and the Seahawks game from last night. Okay, let me say this. As far as the Seahawks getting to the playoffs, guys, that's going to be tough because as it stands right now, we got two teams in the NFL that are 6-3 and three, um, in second place in the NFC. I mean, the Packers, they've had their struggles, but they're still 6-3. and three. Uh, The Vikings are in first place 7-2. and two. The Atlanta Falcons, bye week, 6-3 and three in second place. We know about the Carolina Panthers. They've defeated Tennessee yesterday. They're 9-0. and oh. They're still perfect. Uh, if you take a look at the teams, you've got many teams that are 4-5 and five besides the Seahawks. You've got the Rams 4-5, and five, the Buccaneers 4-5, <coughs> the Bears. We talked about them. They're 4-5. and five. We talked about the Redskins 4-5. and five. The Philadelphia Eagles are 4-5. and five. Guys, it's going to be difficult, I believe, 
for Seattle to get into the playoffs. And I'm not going by record. I'm also going by the fact that they have, have they have a lot of holes in that defense. I think the offense playoffs. Okay. Play, yeah, playoffs. Play, I'll do playoffs. I, I'm just hoping the Seattle Seahawks, or at least the fans, better hope that they can win a few games here. But understand, the Seattle Seahawks, with their loss against Arizona at home, a place where they have been accustomed to winning uh, over the last couple of years, they've already lost two games at home. They're two and two. This is not the same club. Maybe they're tired over the last two years. Who knows? I don't know. But one thing I do know is the Seattle Seahawks are playing like a team that maybe shouldn't be in the playoffs. Four and five for Seattle, that's pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Josh, hey, guys, your uh, thoughts on the cart. Before I give my thoughts on the game, let's first uh, introduce our friend and uh, owner of jockjournal.com is Nash Carey, uh, and also uh, Seattle Seahawks fan Nash Carey. Any decide you want to come in and to. talk about the game today? Oh, this one really hurt me. I mean, it really hurt me because last night, I, around the third quarter, I was screaming in my in my living room thinking that the Seahawks are back, the Seahawks are back. Because I mean, really, if you, a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize how bad actually the Seattle Seahawks were right before the bye. I know they went, in, went into a nice little winning streak and stuff like that, but at one point they really should have been one and five with that situation that happened in Seattle with with that batted ball out of the back of the end zone situation. They were looking really bad. They squeaked out and were ended up two and four at that point, but they were really terrible, terrible team. And then all of a sudden. They showed that sign of life, that, that, that glimmer, that nice little sign of hope that we've seen as Seattle fans over the last two years. And it just made me all, like, giddy inside. I was jumping around. I, 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 I remembered that feeling from the last two years. And then I watched the, the utter implosion. And I can't help but th- think at this point, now, there's a lot of things wrong with this team. I mean, like, Kerry Williams really could have stopped Andre Ellington on that last run to the end zone. All he had to do is just uh, make himself a speed bump of some sort, but he just stood there, you know, and there's all kinds of like things like Richard Sherman's getting picked on all of a sudden. And also that offensive line is just not any better, but I have to put it back on one person, the the person, the $22 million man, <clears throat> Russell Wilson. And when you have a bye week and your team is only four and four and, and uh, you, you don't, you don't take a private jet to a private island with your publicist and a photographer and run around for a week taking picture, ridiculous pictures of you and Ciara. It's, it's, this is a time for you to, to, to get more competitive. Take the, take, the, take the jump. Go go and get crazy and make yourself an awesome, awesome you know, quarterback again because statistically you're not there right now. Your, your whole team is going to look to you as the leader of that team and especially this year because Cam Chancellor wasn't around till week three of the regular season. So you are that man. You're the, you are paid to be that man. So be that man and quit, uh, quit taking time off and, and be the, be the, the guy, the guy that brought success to this team, that young rookie, that young quarterback who had a lot to prove to the rest of the NFL and had that uh, admirable work ethic. Because the rest of the team is going to have the same work ethic you do, which at this point is absolute garbage. Nash, uh, my question to you is, real quickly, 29 minutes after the hour, 
do the Seattle Seahawks have a chance at the wild card? Can you still see them making the wild card, or are they done this year? And then I have a question for are you. We talk, are we talking about playoffs? Yeah, yeah playoffs. Talking, we're talking about playoffs here, bud. Fire away. What, 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 fire away. What do you expect to see for the Seahawks going forward? Can they make it or not? No, absolutely not. It's not going to happen. Oh, only way this happens, only way this happens, even though they got the next four out of the next seven games at home, is is if something happens to the rest of the league that just turns them, turns the Seahawks angry again. That was their their biggest. Their, they had this like biggest you know thing to prove sort of thing, the biggest chip on their shoulder. The and now it's like they they they've proved it. They got all the money. They're sitting in they're sitting happy. They're they're more more interested in endorsements than Nash, they are playing on Sunday. And it's killing me. It's killing me. Nash, you just Na- uh, Frank, you have a question for Nash. No, he he just answered my question because I was going to oh. ask Nash. Uh, no, Nash, the question I was going to ask you that you just answered is, is this Seattle Seahawks team full of themselves? Because you talk about Russell Wilson's contract and the fact that he's taking pictures. And he's doing endorsements. He's doing a great commercial. Uh, you've got Richard Sherman. He's done his endorsements. Look, here's what I'm getting at, Nash. Two years ago, when the Seahawks were heading toward a Super Bowl win, winning Super Bowl 48, these guys seem to be a bunch of likable guys. But now, since they have earned the money, since they've been in the Super Bowl above all else twice, uh, it seems that this is just a team. And Nash, let me see if let me see if this is the right way to to fit it in. Is this Seattle Seahawks team just full of themselves? Because that's what I think they are. They are just full of themselves. Do you remember Major League Two and Charlie Sheen looking into the mirror? And he, he, Roger Roger Dorn had just come in and said, "Do you need to get your head in the game?" And, and Charlie Sheen's like, "I'm a hole. I'm uh, yeah. That's that's the thing. Is he's just become a complete utter uh, narcissist, and the whole team has. They've 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 got so hyped up on the Hollywood aspect and the celebrity aspect that they quit becoming football players. They're football players part time and celebrities full time, and that's not going to work. Not with not with the way they're doing things." Not in today's uh, not in today's NFL. It's just not. It's this this whole thing of Hollywood Joe Namath sort of thing. Is, that time has come and gone. Even Peyton Manning these days, you know, and you got to give it to Peyton Manning because he has one giant brain. But that didn't happen, you know, his fourth or fifth year in the league. He didn't start doing that uh-huh. type of stuff with all those endorsements and Direct TV and Papa John's and. Nationwide is on your side. He didn't do all that stuff until <laughs> later in his career. He did that once he established himself and he knew his offense inside and out. And he even said his wife knew his, the offense inside and out because they would work on it all the time with, like, flashcards and stuff like that at home. I don't see Ciara doing that in yeah. any any time with Russell Wilson. That's just not, it's just not what's going on. And that's why they've lost that competitive edge. By the way, I actually I like, like Major League Two. I haven't had a chance to talk about this game yet. Um, I'll, I'll make it quick, but um, I, I agree with everything that said on the Seahawks. Um, Richard Sherman it does a lot of talking, but doesn't seem to bring the action unless it's a playoff. I, I think Richard Sherman kind of hit and miss when it comes to when it comes to him being a quarterback during the regular season. Um, I, Russell Wilson is hit and miss. Uh, I don't think he's a, a elite quarterback. Uh, and the one of the things that a lot of people are not giving credit to is the Cardinals. 
I, I understand Carson Palmer and his track record and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, I think this is the most well-rounded team in the NFC right now. We'll talk about that after the Skippy Bales Bash Hour, guys. But honestly, who is the best all-around team in the NFC right now? In my opinion, it's I, 50-50, but Bruce Arias has done a tremendous job with the football team. And this whole hysteria about, oh, Every team's going to lose because we play in Seattle. It's over, in my opinion. Hey, the Bears were uh, uh, up, remember, uh, but they had the Seahawks 6-3 to three in Seattle a couple months ago. If this was last year, the Seahawks would destroy the Bears 50-6. to six. Yes, the Bears lost the game, but the Seattle Seahawks are not the same team anymore. They Josh, don't have the heart, and I, I think the Arizona Cardinals deserve more credit than they get. Josh, I think the Bears have a way better shot of getting into the playoffs than the Seattle Seahawks right now. Way better, champion. I think so, too. And on that note, you know, of course, we got other action to get to for the NFL. But I, like Josh says, we do have to run to a commercial break. We have to shot skip. Yes, we have sir. to shot skip. All right, yes, thanks, sir. Guys. Well, I appreciate to... letting me on the air. Thank you, Nash. Thank you, thank you, Thank you for everything, buddy. Yep, thanks to Nash for coming in. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we have a break. Yeah, we're going to begin the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour up next here on the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio, 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 Radio. Oh, no. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com it is time for the skippy bayless bash skip bayless talks crap all day long and now it is our turn 
We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. You know what? Let's do that one more time. Let's have some fun. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... (laughs) The Jockstars fight back. One more for good measure. Yeah! It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. And I'll, let's get a haircut you know what? Nah. You know what? Hey, 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 hey. Leave the haircut out of it. It was a nice haircut over the weekend. I liked it. They washed my hair. They shampooed it. It was great. You know what I like about you know what I like about the new tune? It's the da 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 That's what makes it awesome. You know it's like it, you know what this could sweep this could sweep the rest of the of the United States of America within a month. Oh, man. Sure could. Welcome to the funniest welcome to the funniest thing. <laughs> I'll just talk to the intro in a minute, but welcome back everybody to the fastest rising sports talk show in the world sports drive. We'll continue talking some football later on throughout the show. We have one more hour left. If you want to call in and talk about your football team, you can give us a call at 602-753-1743. And with that said, it's time for the best and funniest segment in sports talk radio. Sean, go ahead, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. Wait a minute, you said ladies and gentlemen. I'm still a boy. Oh, you killed it. You you killed it, Frank. Ah, oh. you killed it, dude. Josh, play it. What the heck's the matter? All right, you know, okay, let's there, Full start, full start. Penalty on me. Five yards. I back this up. Shame <laughs> on me. It's fourth and seven. <laughs> we needed we needed just one yard to rush. Now I back this up. Actually, fourth and two. So it's five yards. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that again. All right, so I'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jockstars fight back. All right, now it's time to bash the, the prick. Let's get this bad boy started, shall we? All right. First quote of the day. There we go. There's the shock. The shock will meter 3,000. Uh, Skippy Bayless said that mine. Oh, thus the torture begins. <laughs> <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys broke my heart last night. <laughs> So wait, 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 so what did he do, cry himself to sleep? He was upset, Frank, yeah. because the Cowboys lost. Yeah, well, did you know what? Uh, live by the penalties, die by the penalties. Wait, did you say break your heart? They wait a minute, oh my goodness, is this like break your heart like 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 some like some schoolgirl uh, realizing yeah. 
super Johnny that that crush Johnny has a uh, is getting married who's like ten years older. Oh gosh. Oh god. Yeah. Oh gosh is right. You know what I'm gonna do, dude? You know what I'm gonna do? I would skip Bayless's address. You know what I'll do? I'll send you a gift. I'm gonna send you a fruit cake. Well, Christmas is next month. Uh, Christmas is next month, everybody. Should we all chip in and buy Skip Bayless a present to try to yeah, help him cake, out? Fruit cake, fruit cake. <laughs> That's fruit, funny. A fruit cake. Seriously, a fruit cake has got to be the biggest insult of a Christmas gift, only next to coal. Oh, God. Funny, man. That, that's right. just, that's serious. At least you can eat a fruit cake. Right, let's go to, yeah, let's get to the next one. Skinny Bayless said that Michael Jordan can learn something from LeBron James. Uh, actually, you know what? I agree. I, I actually agree. Michael Jordan can learn one thing from LeBron James. Do you know what that is? Uh, realizing what the next that? superstar. No, no, here, here it is. Here it is. There's one thing, Michael Jordan. Listen, we have all had that superstar in a generation that's been high, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Michael Jordan can learn to tell the next superstar after LeBron James, you got to win championships. You can't afford to lose. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You can't afford to lose to be it. You know what? That's what he should be doing. It sure is yeah. funny, yeah. Skip Bayless, hey, that you yeah. can say that. You know, hold up. Okay. How I'm going to pull a card here for Snowman. We had no, a, that's amazing insulting insulting to me. That's insulting to yeah, me. Yeah, we had we had an amazing bath hour with my friend Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network. I could ask if he wants to come on or not, but uh, you know, you know, what? I'm gonna message him right now, actually. Yeah, please bring him on. I want to hear him. I want him on. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in a minute. But hey, Jackass, how can you say LeBron could teach Jordan something when Jordan never lost to the finals? Idiot. Exactly. Oh my god. You know, if anything, LeBron right, James a, should be the one. We're looking for Michael Jordan here. Go ahead. Next call. Skippy Bales says that mine. Oh, jeez. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> my New England Patriots had a great time breaking the heart of my. <laughs> I have to agree with Skip on that. I have to concur. You know what? Uh, broke. What come is on. Giant, hearts today? Giant, the Giants broke my heart not once. Patriots to have their revenge yesterday, and they certainly did. And it makes me one happy person as they'll be ten and zero and they'll beat the Bills on Monday night. That's right, Josh. You're going to beat the Bills on Monday night football. Don't break my heart, my achy breaky heart. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Dude, what is this about broken hearts today? Skip Bayless, what is this about broken hearts? I mean, did Skip Bayless watch some I sort of a show like last night? I don't know. I mean, he's a hump. That's the second time he's he, he, he really him. is a hump. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Skip Bayless said that Des Bryant is not an elite NFL wide receiver. Well, he's admitted something negative about his favorite NFL team or one of his uh, countless favorite NFL teams. 
But Franny's not happy. He's ha- unhappy the Cowboys are doing this bad because he had great expectations for the Cowboys. Well, you know what? Injuries, I'm telling you, Skip, injuries do play a factor. This is a game <laughs> where the NFL is a game where health matters the most. Hey, Josh, what would you say about that with Skip Bayless and the Cowboys? He's all upset about Dallas. I think, Josh, oh, my goodness, where's the producer? He's bailed on us. Oh, he my has- goodness. Oh my goodness! Who's running the show? Is anybody here? Is it hear me? You can't hear me. Dude. Yeah, we're, you know what? This, uh, yeah, dude, you scared hey, me. Guys, Nobody was. Go ahead. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had to handle some business. We actually have my good friend from another uh, Indiana boy out of the middle of U- Bubble B USA. It's Brian Snow, the snowman, here to basket Bayless. What's going on, buddy? I'm back. Brian, it's good to hear you again. Good to hear you. Snowman is here. Snowman in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's here here with uh, Frank Frankel, Sean Mann, and myself, Josh Lopez, ready to bash. Hey, I know Big Frank. That's why we I'm share the mic together and Gary. Yeah, dude, Brian is one of my best friends in the world. You know what? This world continues to get smaller and smaller and smaller. How you doing, my friend? And by the way, happy early Thanksgiving in a week and a half. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate yeah, I love, it. Hey, love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Hey, 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 funny story, Frank. I was actually, uh, before I came to SWR, uh, I was the producer of uh, Stone Man in the Morning with Brian. Yep. Yeah, I, I know Brian very well because we've done high school football side by side. We've done baseball side by side. I got to tell you what, yep. Brian Snow. I I don't have. I, I'll tell you what. I'm running out of words to say in terms of how great this guy is because he is a tremendous individual. I'm running out of words. Speak of new words of positive yes, nature. Yes, he is. Brian Snow. I'm running out of them. He's the man. He well, the I man. thank you both very much for allowing me to be humble. It took me a while to get to this place, and I'm trying to get to a better place and take some folk with me. Speaking of taking people place, let's take this Nimrod to Rip City, USA. Let's go to the next oh quote. Skippy, Skippy Bale says that Kevin Love could be the next Hakeem Olajuwon. Wait, what? Like, what he is right? That, he, he said that Kevin Love could be the next Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, Anything? Um, okay, um, first of all, anyone who knows me and knows how old school I am. Oh, I know that. Aside of of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of my favorite centers of all time is the dream, Akeem Olajuwon. Correct. There is something that Kevin Love does not have that Akeem Olajuwon had plenty of. They're called moves in the post. (laughs) <laughs> hey Brian, I got another move too. I got another word too. Championships. Oh yeah. City. Where's the where's the rings? Where's one ring? Uh, Kevin Love, where's one ring of yours? Let's go one step let's go one step further. Ooh. I have not seen Kevin do Kevin Love and Josh, you're gonna love this one. I have yet to see Kevin Love outduel Joe Kim Noah. And love is supposed to be better than him. Amen. Amen. And Joe Kim Noah's on the bench right now. Guys, Joe yep. Kim Noah's one of the best leaders in the NBA today. And I'm not saying that because Period. I'm a Bulls fan. I love the Bulls. 
But you ought to see this guy's intensity. Joakim Noah is truly the floor leader of the Chicago Bulls. Joakim Noah got the Bulls through the 2013 playoffs when they were playing only seven deep. Correct. Okay. Kevin Love Love, could be the next Akeem Olajuwon. I borrowed from something I got on a YouTube video. That piece of news was sent to you by Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and Derrick Rose. Because it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> 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 hey, anyway, listen, 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 listen. Hold on, hold on. I want you to get back. Hold on. Josh, I want you to tell Brian here, our good friend Brian Snow, I want you to tell him the first comment uh, that Skip Bayless, and actually the second about uh, what LeBron about what Michael Jordan. Tell him the Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell him that. Tell him that. Oh, uh, you're, you're going oh, no. to love this. I tell him. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Brian. Hey, Scott, you there too? Oh, sorry, it's fact. Here. What do you mean, sorry, it's fact? Right. No, I, I oh. wonder if Sean's there. Oh, I'm no, ready. Go ahead, go ahead. Maybe he's quiet, I don't know. Hopefully you can call back in. Anyway, Skippy Bayless said that Michael Jordan can learn something from LeBron James when it comes to having tenacity and being a dominant player. <laughs> Telling me, Skip Bayless said that the legendary, the GOAT, yep. Yep. the finals MVP, never faced the seventh game in the finals, could learn <laughs> from LeBrick James. About tenacity? <laughs> Holy right. catfish. That, that, that's about as ridiculous uh, oh. really right. as, as the city of Cleveland winning a professional championship. And the Cleveland Crunch don't count. <laughs> By the way, did you guys see the Browns-Bills game with Manziel? They actually went backwards on one drive. They had it, what, at the one? And they went outside the red zone at one point. Please don't bring up Manziel to me. I can't hear two big dudes about that guy. Okay, okay. Who are we talking about here? Johnny Manziel. Who else are we talking yeah. about? The Cleveland Browns. I rest my case. Now, hey, Josh, I got a question. When right. did Skip Bayless utter this nonsense about Michael Jordan learning from LeBron James? On the Friday show. On the fr- on Friday edition of first pitch. <laughs> on the fr- okay, that tells me a lot. Okay, okay, okay. You want uh, okay? Here's a lesson in tenacity. And uh, Frank, I'm about to go there because you and I talked about this game before we did Laporte and Crown Point. Yes, we the did. The year was 1990. The year was 1997. We're talking NBA Finals, Delta Center, Salt Lake City, Utah. Series tied, two games apiece. Michael Jordan right. was sicker than the dog. Okay. Uh huh. Michael Jordan was. Look, Michael Jordan was sicker than my little girl after eating a bunch of bad food. And he dropped 38 on Utah. LeBron complained about having cramps deep in the heart of Texas, and he can't push through that. He complains about his sleeves being ripped. Michael Jordan playing with a freaking bloody nose against the Boston Celtics and dropped 63 on their asses. All right. Oh, you want a lesson man. in tenacity? You want a lesson I, in tenacity? 
Michael Jordan learned that lesson from the folks that preceded him. Julius Irving, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, George Kerman. What the hell is LeBron James? You want, you want a person that LeBron James – yeah, I'm, I'm going completely off right now. You know a person LeBron James could learn tenacity from? Wardell Stephen Curry the second. We know him as Steph Curry. We know him as the MVP. We know him as something LeBron James will never get again. A world champion. <laughs> world champion. If you look at the NBA finals, they out the losses outweighed the wins. Michael Jordan, listen, people talk about Michael Jordan, and here's why I gotta take Michael Jordan over anybody. Because Michael Jordan, say what you want about the athleticism. You know what I liked about Michael Jordan the most? I love Michael Jordan the competitor. Because Michael Jordan would never accept losing. You know what? I'm going to say this. The two big competitors in the history of sports when it came to not accepting losing were Vince Lombardi and Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan. Those two guys are the biggest competitors when it uh-huh. came to not accepting losing at all. I, I, have, an, I have an addendum to that. Go I have ahead. an addendum to that. Not only did Michael Jordan not accept losing, he didn't accept something Cleveland's been mired in for years. It's called mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know the way. I like the Cleveland sports fans because the Cleveland sports fans, they are some of the best. They're blue collar, they're hard working. I've always said this, Brian. I've, I'll say this. Hold on, hold on. I gotta tell this funny I gotta tell this story for Frank. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> this is, and Josh, you heard this on Friday. This is my relationship with Cleveland right now. I took a bus trip one year up to Baston because I went yep. to see some friends of mine, and we took in a Red Sox game at uh, Fenway Park. Right. Had to make a stop in Cleveland. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm hungrier than hell. All right? I haven't eaten since I left Chicago, <laughs> probably because I was sleeping. Well, you woke up. I figured, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I woke up in I woke up in Cleveland. That was a big mistake. Um, I'm sorry, you did. <laughs> I got off the bus. We had an hour. We had an hour layover. I took the Greyhound. We had an hour layover in Cleveland, which explains a lot right there, right? Um, <laughs> we had an hour layover in Cleveland. I figured I'd go in, grab a bike, get my ass back on the bus, and be done. You were there being mopped like no, a star, were you? You weren't Elvis there was, Presley. There was no food in the bus station at 5 o'clock in the morning. In <laughs> no, for the bus station. You guys couldn't find a McDonald's. Say they have McDonald's in Cleveland. You know what? I have to say this, though, too. You know what, Josh and, and Snowman? There is something you can do in Cleveland, maybe, is wait for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to open up. I'm not going to wait five and a half hours for the doggone. I'm not going to wait five and a half hours for the doggone Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to open up. I'd rather take my chances sleeping all the way to Pittsburgh, knowing I'm going to get some food. Oh my goodness! Cleveland is a city. All right, New York City, the city that never sleeps. Cleveland, Ohio, the city that never eats. Oh man! Well, no, Cleveland, Ohio, you know, the city that never wakes up. <laughs> Frank, yeah, you, Frank, you could go to the rock. Hey, Frank, you could go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've always wanted That's to visit bullsh- the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, let, wait, hey, let me, wait, hey, let me say this: the Rock and Roll, 
The rock, the rock and Roll Hall of Fame, huh? I got three words for you, and forgive me. I'll put it in the full sentence, and Josh, you're going to love this one. That is some grade-A homogenized Holstein bullshit. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, let me ask you: How did Cleveland? Hey, uh, let me ask hey, you: guys, When you think of go ahead. I, I just wanted to say this real quick, and then we have to start getting to some more quotes. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, you know, Sonny said I want to go to the Hall of Fame. No, I go by Cleveland. I look past Cleveland, and I never go back. Me neither. I haven't been back to I haven't been back to Cleveland since that trip. Is there ever question? When will the smog be released? When will that black cloud be lifted over Cleveland one day? Who cares? As long as we get past it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's get let's get to some more quotes here. All right. Skippy Bayless said that mine. Oh jeez. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy this next one. <laughs> Skippy Bayless said that Mike Dallas Cowboys should get RG three as a backup quarterback and they'll make the playoffs. That's it. Add dysfunction. Add dysfunction. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Whoa. Time out. D says, hold the phone. Stop. Penalty flag on the field. Personal foul. Shame on me. (laughs) Shame on me. They, uh, he thinks they should get RG3. Yes. As a backup. Think of that phrase alone. RG3 <laughs> as a backup. Who cares? RG3 was mentioned in this sentence. You mentioned, you mentioned RG3. No team wants RG3 as a starter, backup, practice squad. Dude, like this I guy. Said, <laughs> look at that part of the sentence. RG3. Bingo, that's it. I rest my case. RG3. Well, you're talking Dad, about yeah. the, the – if, if RG3 puts on a cowboy uniform – you better have some flea remover. You better have right. some insect repellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you better have any other kind of repellent that you can think of. Because putting on a cowboy uniform in Dallas, in Jerry World, where it's in the middle of doggone nowhere. <laughs> I don't know about nowhere. They have, they have a ballpark. They have a six flags. They have a slit. They have a six Yeah. No, you're right there. You're right I there. Agree. I wholeheartedly. And how come? 
them. They're called the Dallas Cowboys. I gotta, I gotta say it. How come they call the Dallas Cowboys, and they've never played in Dallas? They played in Irving, Texas, and they played in Arlington, Correct. Texas. What the hell yeah, is wrong with people? Odd. Wait a minute. Guys, guys, we're from Chicago, Brian, Josh, and I. You know what the beauty of Chicago is? All right, you take a look at the New York teams. Not all of them play in New York City. Right. Not all of them play in New York City. The Los Angeles teams, the Angels, not all of them. They don't even play in Los Angeles. They play in Anaheim. The Ducks play in Anaheim. All Chicago teams play within the city of Chicago. And that's the most most wonderful thing. Bingo! That's the beauty of and that, it, and, and 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 that's why Chicago's the best city in the United States, with the exception of the Patriots, who play in Foxborough. What? I went to Foxborough. Actually, I actually, I can give, I can actually somewhat give the Patriots a pass because yeah. of the fact that their name. Here's why: their name and their location honors the history. That's okay. right, Josh. Honors the history. I can give the, right, I can right, give the Patriots give a pass in this. Okay, but going back to going back to basketball, real quick. Yeah, go back. Go back I'm waiting basketball. for the day that Skip Bayless, or as Josh says, Skippy Bayless. Thank you for that. Skippy says Bayless? something about Oklahoma City and the Thunder. Because I will go completely off for the simplest of reasons, and I did this article on Arena Sports Net, and Josh, you read it. I can't stand the Oklahoma City Thunder for the simplest of reasons. They were the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, uh, yes, like that's line, true. Hey, like a, like a great line from the Ice Cube song, today was a good day. What happened to the yeah. Supersonics? Uh, that still angers people where I live. Yep. By I long for the day. I long mm-hmm. for the day that Oklahoma, that the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I don't mean this physically. I do not mean any physical violence. I'm joking around as I, as I say this, but I want to have people understand where I'm coming from. I'm waiting sure, for the ahead. day that Adam Silver obliterates the Oklahoma City Thunder and returns. The Seattle Supersonics. Period. Correct. I got a wrestling quote for you guys. You guys are gonna love this. Love oh, it. By the way, can't wait. Before, oh, before, before I proceed, I want to send condolences out to the Bachwinkle family. Uh, legendary AWA yeah. wrestler Nick Bachwinkle, hey. WWE Hall of Famer, class, class of 2007, passed away yesterday at the age of 80. Uh, Nick was, uh, in my opinion, the original heel. Uh, yep. Very inspir- inspirational character to a lot of guys today. Even Chris Jericho comes to mind, especially when he was a bad guy a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. Nick, you'll be definitely missing. Uh, you guys can check out his great matches on YouTube or on the WWE Network. He, he was the man. Anyway, let's get we to love the you, Nick. quote. And rest in we peace. We love you, Nick, as well. Stay classy. All right, let's get to this next one. Um, Skippy Bayless said he would run circles through Vince McMahon in a wrestling match and on a talking segment. <laughs> I like when he said about okay, Black Lesnar last week. <laughs> Snowman's reaction. 
Okay, what? He he would run circles yep. around Brian. Good lord, I can't think I I, I <laughs> That's com- that would run circles around Vince McMahon. Good lord, I. He thinks he can beat Vince McMahon, literally. If y'all could see the look on my face. Oh yeah, well he thinks he can buy <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Once again, if y'all could see the look on my face <laughs> as I think of this ridiculousness. I think I've seen this face before. What is it? Let me Josh, this point. you and I have shared a microphone in Exelon Arena. That tell you anything? Uh, no. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question. Why is Skip Bayless all of a sudden fascinated with pro wrestling? A year ago, you never heard Skip Bayless mention anything about pro wrestling. What hey, is it? Frank, Frank, Frank you're going to love this. All right, I gotta clear out my throat. See if this actually works. <laughs> I was doing it earlier before the show started. All right, let's have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it! You ain't running shit around me. You can't even hold your own damn self. <laughs> damn it! You ain't got the balls. Um. Okay. Oh, what okay, is the similar? I I I will clarify. I will end all this with one statement, and I okay. put it in the form of a riddle. What is the similarity between an empty rack on the basketball court and Skip Bayless? An empty rack. Here's the thing. I, I'd be here till beyond Christmas, so you might as well tell me. <laughs> All right. I'll answer holiday, the question. Go ahead. What is the similarity, and y'all are going to love this one, what is the similarity between an empty rack on a basketball court and Skip Bayless? It's a simple no two-word ears. answer. No balls. Oh, <laughs> that, shows you how, that shows you how lack of intelligence I have. That shows you the limited brain power I yep. ever use in a day. Yeah. And we got one more question. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> it does. To a point. We, to a point. We got, yeah, we have one more quote for the Bash Hour and for Brian. That, uh, if Brian wants to make the. Uh, pick for the Monday night game you can stay on. But um um here we go. Final skippy quote of the day. And I've been waiting for this all weekend long because I saw this on his Twitter account and I really, really wanted to use it on today's show because I knew it was gonna rouse some feathers and you know, being a producer on a sports talk radio show and doing my own show for the past couple of years, I love how I can implement certain people to make certain segments work. For example, I created the Skippy Bad Shower. It worked for a while with Jeff, but now since we have Brian here, this segment is badass, and I don't care what anybody says. This segment may be one of the best sports talk radio segments in the world. Oh, hey, all right, it. let's get. Started. Hey, let's tell let's tell Brian about the Shacklemeter three thousand. <laughs> yeah, so, Shacklemeter three thousand. Shacklemeter three thousand. Yeah. Hey. He, he, 
<laughs> here's the story. So um, obviously we're trying to come up with different ways to like um, uh, do this segment because obviously we all know Jeff Eska hates Skip Bayless, right? So I created the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. And using my manipulative ways, I try to find ways to get him pissed off. So right. in one way, I would tell Sean, uh, one way is I would tell Sean to be a devil's advocate. So he would read off the quote, and then Jeff would rip him. And then I would tell Sean to agree with Skip or play devil's advocate because I would tell him to say this. Well, come on, Jeff. Skippy has a point there. For example, like, oh, I, I told Sean to say, well, come on. Well, come on, Jeff. <laughs> And then uh, me and Frank, I was trying to find something for Frank to do because Frank usually uh, comes in on Tuesdays and Thursdays to do this segment. And, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Frank came up with this before the show, and he, he just started doing, <laughs> doing zapping because Skippy Bale says my all the time before every scene he talks about. So anytime I say Skippy Bale says my, Frank goes with the Shaco Meter 3000. Uh, an example, an example. For example, Skippy Bailey says, my. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, every, every time he says my, you just want to hook him up to a, to one of those electric shock machines and just zap him one. That's what You cannot. That's what that. It's not supposed to be part of your vocabulary because if it is, you're going to get shocked. Can I add something to the Shockometer 3000? You can add anything you want, as long as we get approval can, from the government. Go ahead. Can, can, okay. Can we actually find a machine that small <laughs> to hold that in, that incompetent son bitch? 3,000 volts of electricity. <laughs> for just saying <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's getting it's nothing but high voltage electricity for saying the word my. All he has to do is not say the word my and you know what? His hair would not be on fire. But his hair already is on fire. He has it on fire every morning. Of course because he's being yeah. shocked for saying the word my constantly. <laughs> Can we increase right, the voltage from 3000 to 30000? Yeah, we could play bang on the drum we could play bang on the drum all day in the background as well. You're damn right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by Tom Rundgren. One of the best songs yeah. ever. Alright, anyway, let's get to this last quote of the day. Skip yeah, Bayless said. Here we go. In Oh man, I wonder who's gonna rip him first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Skippy Bayless said that he wants NBC or ESPN to have a reality TV show on the what? life of Skippy Bayless. Re- reality TV? Isn't that more of a documentary than reality? I don't watch reality TV. I think reality is fake. And I actually do. I watch sports. That's the ultimate yeah. reality television. But... I thought ESPN was a reality show in and of itself. Yeah. How about that, guys? He wants to be an actor. He wants ESPN to have his own reality TV show. Why Why? NBC? Here's what I understand. Why NBC? He didn't mention any of the other networks. He mentioned either ESPN or NBC. Why NBC? I'm surprised he didn't say WGN because he used to work for the Chicago Tribune uh, back in the day. 
Yeah, WGN is national. Well, funny story. Funny story. Skip Bayless actually worked in the Chicago market when the Bulls I, were in their uh, championship runs. Back in the late 90s, I remember his columns in the Tribune when I was in high school. Oh, God. Don't remind me of that. I don't remind me. I'm not saying I remember them. I remember when he wrote the columns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on that note, that's the wrap for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. We hope you guys enjoyed the segment today. Uh, always fun ripping Skip Bayless. I have some more quotes for you tomorrow. And we want to thank uh, Brian Snow for coming on and uh, yes, being part man. of the Sports Drive and doing this Bash Hour. Uh, anytime you want to come in and do the Bash Hour, I mean, uh, we'd love to have you on as much as often, but uh, glad for you to take some time out of your day to come on. And uh, Brian, uh, we'll have our conversation very soon, and I hope I get to see you in person soon as well. You will, brother. Thank you. Thank you both very much. I love you guys, and thank you very much for having me on. Ryan, there's always a seat at the table for you here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. That was Brian Snow. A great friend. Terrific individual. Great guy. A yeah, I mean, great, great friend. A terrific friend. He's a guy He's a guy you want to be friends with. I'll say that about Brian Snow. You meet the guy, and trust me, he's a guy that you realize, you know what, this is a guy I really want to be friends with. <laughs> How he flips out over Skippy is classic. All right. Oh, Other than that, though, it's 10.15 a.m., which is uh, 1.15 p.m. Yeah. on the East Coast. We've still got a lot of stuff we've got to get to in the NFL. We need to talk about this game, gentlemen, as we don't have much time left. Let's get to this one. Kansas City, Denver. Yesterday yeah, I watched the entire hold up, hold game. Up, hold up, son. Son, hold up. We, we, we're not going to have enough time to go into this. I mean, Frank, you'll be on with us tomorrow, right? Yeah, of course. All right, of cool. course, so of course, I'm, tomorrow, on, I'm always on, I'm always on Thursdays and Tuesdays, I should say. On tomorrow's show, we'll go in-depth about what's going on with Peyton Manning. I, I, we ran a little long with the Skippy segment, but it was worth it. Uh, we'll save the Peyton Manning discussion for tomorrow. we got to make our okay. picks and get All right. the hell out of here. Um, okay, yes, Monday night. Other things I wanted to mention earlier before we wrap it up here, uh, Carolina beat Tennessee, Carolina moves to nine and zero. The Miami Dolphins upset the Philadelphia Eagles twenty to nineteen. Johnny Manziel gets whipped by backup quarterback Ben Roethlisberger thirty to nine. The Jacksonville Jaguars, as Sean likes to call them, the Jaguars <laughs> upset the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. And then finally, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. So that's your recap for week 10 of the NFL season. Now it's time to talk about the Monday night football game between the Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals. Da, I, da, think da, da. Boring game. I think this is going to be a pretty boring game. I'll be short and quick to the point. we got to wrap it up soon. So I'll say Bengals 38, the Texans 10. I'll go. Uh, the Bengals have been a team that, Look, I don't have to explain how well they're playing. They're undefeated, uh, but this, this this is a game that they should win. They are at home. Everything's clicking for them. I got to go with Cincinnati tonight. And you know what? Cincinnati, with all of all they got, very, very enjoyable to watch. I have to take the Cincinnati Bengals, too. This is a huge game for them. They want to try to stay with New England for the top seed in the AFC. And I think they can do it. Tonight's no problem for them. They can go up against them and beat them. 
and have their way because, you know, the Bengals have been the surprise story. But I think as time goes along, we're all going to be asking ourselves this. They obviously know they're going to win the AFC North division, but can they win in the playoffs? Are they going to be the team that we expect to see? I don't think so. I, you know, Andy Dalton no. still has to prove to me and prove to everybody that he has to be a playoff quarterback. He's good during the season, but remember, I've always said when a playoff drought happens or when you're trying to get your first ever playoff win, I know Cincinnati fans want jubilation. And what I'm getting at here, Frank and Josh, is the fact that they can finally hopefully try to get the monkey off their back because this is bothering them every time they've gotten there. It seems like every time the Bengals get to the playoffs, January of 1991 is in their minds. They can't shake that off, and it really has an impact on them. Guys, I just thought of something here, and I'm looking at the Bengals' schedule, and shame on me for not remembering this. Uh, I do think they're going to win tonight. Anything's possible. We've had strange things happen in the NFL. We certainly did yesterday. But if the Bengals do win tonight, could the undefeated streak potentially end on Sunday six nights from now? Because they go into Arizona in a game, and you got to credit the NFL for the flex schedule of NBC Sunday Night Football. This game was not initially scheduled for NBC, but it was flexed to air on Sunday Night Football. Guys, we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals and their and their story this season. Well, the Bengals, even if they win tonight, and I'm hoping they do, because I would like to see the undefeated Bengals go into Arizona and play a tough Cardinal team, and that's what we're going to get six nights from now. Houston's going to be easy, but since, but Arizona, we're maybe it's premature for me to look ahead, but you're talking about a collision course six nights from now. Yeah, true. And, you know, when you're taking on Arizona, the Cardinals just came off, gentlemen, a huge win against the Seattle Seahawks. And Nash Carey had a very good point when he came on, talking about how Seattle had the opportunity last night to win. He doesn't even see – it's kind of amazing. Actually, not amazing, but it's good to be blunt about this like Nash was, that, you know – I don't even possibly see Seattle getting to the playoffs. And Arizona is the real deal. When you're thinking about it, you have to look at this as an amazing and surprising season. Arizona, of course, is kind of playing like what we saw last year. Can they hold on to win the NFC West? I think they can. And you're seeing Minnesota improve. The Vikings have been an improvement. I don't want to get too much into them because, Josh, I agree with you. I think it's wise that, we, that the games that maybe we didn't cover, and there's a couple of them, we can get into tomorrow's show. I'm really interested to see, like, um, you know, Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer, but, I mean, the fact that the AFC South is the AFC South right now with Andrew Luck's injury, I mean, this <laughs> it's really crazy to think about this, even though I think the Texans would get embarrassed on Monday Night Football, there's still a chance they could actually win that division. That is true. That is true. The Colts had their bye week in what is a pathetic AFC South. It really is. And we talked about this brutal. last week about the br- brutal. Take brutal. The country's – you know what? I guess I got to be <laughs> thankful. We can head to Thursday night football here. One thing I will say, and we'll talk about this on Thursday, but I guess the one thing we should say <laughs> here, good thing many people don't have the NFL network because CBS is not going to help the country. And, God, and thank yeah. goodness to many people. This game ain't airing on CBS as well. But Tennessee yeah. and Jacksonville, you talk about a uh, game of brutality.
brutality in terms of every which worst way. There you go. How do you get picked for national TV? Really? This, this, this game shouldn't even be on broadcast television. This, this game should be, be on Ethiopia. This game should be Ethiopia. Ethiopia. It should be in a third world, in a third world African infest, yeah. uh, disease infested nation. I want to ask you you guys this one question before we wrap up the show. Go ahead, go ahead. Who's the best best team in the NFC, and who impressed you the most yesterday out of all the games we covered today? That's a good question. Sean, go ahead. Go on. Uh, Can you say that question again, Josh, please? Who's the best team in the NFC, and who impressed you the most out of okay, all the well, games we covered yesterday? All right, I'm going to answer that question and try to be very quick and simple since we don't have much time. I'm going to vote right now, and I'm honestly going to say it, that the Minnesota Vikings are the best team right now in the NFC. I'd have to vote. I have wow. to put them at number one. I'd have to say Minnesota is – look, look what Minnesota's doing. They went into Oakland yesterday, yeah. and Oakland's been pretty impressive this year. Minnesota's a team that nobody – expected to be so good okay nobody expected them to be a very very good team this year they brought back adrian peterson they put everything else aside they went back to playing minnesota viking football i put minnesota at number one and number two josh i gotta say this too would be the arizona cardinals after what we saw last night when they went into seattle and went into one of the hardest nfl stadiums to play which is seattle cardinals will be number two but right now minnesota's got to be number one on the list frank let's go to you I got to see as far as the best team in the NFC, I'm going to go undefeated here and saying the Carolina Panthers because they uh, were in a weak division last year. They've been able to run the table and go 9-0. and Granted, they beat a Tennessee team that is mediocre, but 9-0 and is 9-0. and and they're, Even the Green Bay Packers aren't, aren't undefeated, and they were at one point. So I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers are uh, my, the most impressive team to me as far as the NFC goes. Now, what was the other question? Um, for me, I'm taking Carolina as the best team in the NFC. Mm. Yeah. It, you the know, other question I, was – hold, hold up, Sean. The other question was um, which – who's the most impressive team to you that we covered in today's show? What, all right, I'm going to say the, the best, team, right, game? Best, team, best team is Carolina. I think the most impressive has got to be the Arizona Cardinals because they have they won yet again in Seattle, which is a tough place. Uh, they were there to finale against the Seattle Seahawks, which, of course, Nash, yeah. and I have to agree with Nash, this team is letting stardom get to their heads. They need to check their heads at the door. Come on. Well, what am I saying? Come on, Seattle. I'm not a Seahawks fan. Nash, that's your issue. Uh, but the, the Arizona Cardinals, this is a team – that is playing very well. They're seven and two, and a team that is it just me or they don't get a lot of respect. They're like they're kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield of the National Football League, in which they don't get a lot of respect, but they get my respect. They're the most yeah. impressive. I, I don't. I, I I don't think they get the respect they deserve. For me, guys, they do. For me, the show here. For me, um, I'm gonna go in. One direction in the, the second category, I'll have to tie. Okay, so best team in the NFC, my opinion, guys, right now is the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're the most well-rounded team in that division. I love what the Panthers are doing right now. I really do. Um, I just want to see how Cam Newton plays in this stretch. 
Is he a guy that could be consistent throughout the entire season when it matters the most? It's cool that he's being Tennessee and all these other teams, but I want to see how the Panthers really are as the season comes to an end. Um, I, 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 you mentioned there, Frank. I think the Cardinals don't get the respect they deserve, especially the teams they the NFL. this year. Yep, and uh, the fact that people are talking about how bad their offense were last year, um, I think it's more important the fact that um, the Cardinals are scoring more now. I mean, look at the Cardinals last year. They were doing great before Carson Palmer got injured, and they still made the playoffs with their third or fourth string quarterback by then. So, you know, a lot of bad luck happened. I think the Cardinals have a chip on their shoulder. They, they want to prove that they belong in the NFC. Most impressive, I got two teams for you guys. Two. And two. this may surprise the people. One for the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I was really, really impressed with how they played yesterday in Denver. And we'll talk about that game a little bit more tomorrow. But the fact they came off the road, especially playing in the London game, they whooped the Lions. And seeing where the Chiefs were when they lost the Bears earlier this year to where they are right now, it's really a testament to how good Andy Reid is as a football coach. So uh, that, that's my most impressive team, 1A. And then number B, I'll be the homer here. I'll say the Chicago Bears. Especially for winning two rolls. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, you're doing that's you know, right. I was thinking about yours, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with the Bears because they won two road games against teams they thought uh, most of the people thought they were going to lose against. And they showed what real true competition is. And it's glad to see some good defense on the Chicago Bears football team. I was thinking about said, taking the Bears, but I need to see more. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this week. But um, yeah. we want to thank everybody for checking out today's Sports Drive. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We, cert- we certainly did. Uh, you can check out our show every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays right here on Jock Journal Radio uh, from 1030 to 1230 in the Central, which means 1130 to 130 in the East. If you live in the West or anywhere else, figure it out for yourself. Um, That'd be so 830. Stuff out of the way. I get the <laughs> Follow point. Follow us yeah, follow us on Twitter at DaSportsDrive. It's D-A SportsDrive, DaSportsDrive. I also have my recap results for all the uh, NBA, NFL, and NHL articles I do. Uh, follow me at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. Follow Sean at SeanManSWR. Follow Frank at ISBN underscore. Vance Carey and Brian Snow for calling in today's show. We'll have a fun show for you guys tomorrow. Like us on Facebook at SportsDrive with Josh Lopez and Sean Man. Um don't forget, folks, and once again, the condolences go out to the, uh, the families that are lost in Paris again. Don't Amen. forget, life is short, but it's what you make out of it. And with that said, we're out. For Sean Man, the historian man, and Frank <laughs> Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee USA, my name oh, is Josh. Dr. Lopez, and <laughs> this has been episode number five of Sports Drive here on Jock. Journal Radio. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Watch the playback, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Chuck Stars.
want to get to that. Denver can't. Sonny there? I think he dropped too. All right. 